0: I've spent the last few weeks in lots of meetings and talking to lots of our clients at Genius Division. It led me to think a little bit more deeply about the entire process, actually, of just talking to clients. And I know they're just humans like every other person, but for some reason we treat them differently when they're our clients. We treat them less like humans and a little bit more like these kind of regal figures, these royal figures that we can't say the wrong things to. We try to be more polite and more informative and probably a little bit less of ourselves in some ways. I thought it'd be useful for me to talk about, well, how to talk. To clients, that is. Things designers get wrong and things we need to work harder to get right. My cats won't leave me alone in this episode, by the way, so if there's meowing in the background or scratching at the mic, I'm really sorry. My name is Craig Burgess, this is Get Doing Things, and this is episode 144. (laughs) So as I said, I've been in lots of meetings today and this last couple of weeks and it's kind of got me thinking about the skills that a designer needs to be able to manage a client meeting. It isn't like a normal conversation that you might have down the pub or with your mate. When you're actually talking to a client, it's somehow different. And then once I started to think about all that, I realized that actually talking to clients isn't really that straightforward at all. I still remember now the first ever meeting I had with a client probably when I was when I was 18 and I was in my first job and I was working far away from home in a strange place and I wasn't actually a very good designer. And I had my first meeting and it was actually with my boss at the time. And the work I'd done for him, I thought was amazing. So the meeting that came out of all that Um, I didn't expect it to go the way that it did. I met with my client, my boss, and it was to discuss some of the work that I'd been doing. I think it was on a magazine or something like that. And this was one of the first ever client meetings I'd ever had. So I sat down there all confident. I was already fairly smart because the job required me to dress smartly. So I wasn't worried about that and I thought the work I'd done was really good. And he sat me down and he said, Craig, this work you've done is not very good. And it floored me. And in that moment, I thought, wow, that's the first time I've ever had bad feedback. And bad feedback is a completely other thing that designers have to deal with. We have very fragile egos. And I'd been floored by that because I thought I was amazing. And I thought the work I'd done was amazing. And it wasn't. And I didn't know how to react because I'd never really been taught how to deal with clients. I'd never been taught, certainly, how to deal with bad feedback or negative feedback So it was really weird for me to kind of try and deal with that at that point in the meeting, also try and deal with my fragile ego and actually try and get the meeting back on track. I only share that story because it sticks so vividly in my mind because I never had a kind of guide of how to talk to clients. And maybe if I'd read something before then, that might have gone a little bit more smoothly. I might have known what to expect. I think you need to Remember to definitely expect negative feedback because it's going to come. But I think there's a couple of things we need to talk about in this episode. We need to talk about the things that designers get wrong, and then we need to talk about talking to clients, convincing clients, and negotiating with clients. I think they're the main things that designers get wrong. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about too, but I think that's a good place to start. Let's start with things designers get wrong. I think the first thing we always get wrong is treating clients like they're idiots and that we know better than they do. The client always knows their industry better than we do and we're fools for thinking anything else and we like to think that we're better than them in every single way because we've got superior design knowledge and we're imparting our superior design wisdom magic onto the client, therefore we know best. But when we do that, we're kind of in this situation of somehow we, we stop thinking, we stop remembering that the client has been doing the thing that they've been doing for a very long time and that they know better than us. So designers can get a little bit cocky about that. So when things are presented to us, particularly negative feedback, we often think it's a slight on the design work that we've done and not actually a slight on maybe our experience of their industry or how we've seen something. So, we've got to be careful as designers not to treat our clients like idiots because they know better than us. Designers also like pretending that they know stuff that they don't. Instead of pretending that you know stuff that you don't, you should just say, I don't know. Those three words, is it three words? Is I a word? I don't know. Um, Those three words or whatever they are. The phrase, I don't know, is one of the most powerful phrases you can use, probably in business, as well as not just design. But when you actually say to your client, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'll go away and find out. They respect you a lot more for that. When you're trying to bullshit your way through a meeting, they don't respect you for that because they always know when you're lying and they always know when you just sat there pretending and faking it. So don't pretend that you know stuff that you don't. That always happens with young designers, especially young designers like me when I was 18 years old and I thought I already knew everything. I did that quite a lot. We also as designers can fall into the trap of not telling clients when things are going wrong. And that, to be fair, happens quite a lot on projects. It happens quite a lot in design and we can not be 100% honest with our clients often in those situations. And really the last point is based on the third point, being honest. Designers aren't always honest. We're not always honest with all our clients. And I think it's a good practice to get in very early in your career, being honest with your clients, whether it's a negative or a positive thing that you need to tell them, try and always be honest with them because it'll set you up for the future I always like to quote the thing, work hard and be nice to people. And I do the same thing with every single client. I work hard for my clients and I'm nice to them. I think at this point, beyond the things that designers get wrong, I have to add the point about not being afraid. Don't be afraid of your clients. When I was 18, I was a little bit afraid of talking to clients, just like a lot of young designers or even probably just young people are scared of talking on the phone. The same kind of scaredness comes as well when they're they're talking to clients. So don't be afraid of talking to clients too. When you're actually talking to clients as a designer, you need to remember the other thing that designers always get wrong about the client being the expert. You need to remember that your client is the expert, so drain them of all their knowledge. That first meeting with your client, I always like to try and listen more than I talk. And when I go in there, all I do is ask questions and set them off on on a really long tangent about their business and just listen to everything that they say and just write it down and record it. I'll sit there and ask them everything about the business, things that many people might think aren't gonna be relevant, but they're all relevant to me because they help me understand the business that I'm working with, they help me understand the client more, and they help me also figure out how they tick. So when it comes to me designing stuff for them and making stuff for them, I know what they're going to expect and I can more easily tailor my solutions and my steps of convincing them to what I already know about their business. I always try and explain stuff to them and and don't pretend design is magical in some way. I hate designers and this is a bit of a bugbear. On my Twitter at the minute, I'm tweeting a lot about design not being magic or not being magical or not being special. Designers aren't special. We're just following training and skills that we've learned from elsewhere. It's really bugging me that designers are pretending to be magical and some designers pretend that design can't be taught and it's something that we are born with. Yeah, it's really bugging me at the minute. So I always try to explain things to my clients and I don't use jargon when I explain them. I just explain what I've done and why I've done it. And also I try not to be a dick. Lots of designers are dicks because they think they're superior to their clients. They think they're superior purely because they're a designer because apparently being a designer is some kind of special career that's handed down from God that not everybody can achieve. So Yeah, I try to be nice to my clients as well as not pretending that design is some kind of special calling that only few of us can do on this planet. When it comes to convincing clients about something, particularly as a designer, this tends to be when you're trying to convince them of the design work that you've done for them or something like that. And they may not be agreeing with you or they may be asking for changes or something like that. Convincing clients as a designer is really, really important and quite a lot of designers are poor at it. I always like to tell them why it should be like that. When a client says something to me like, oh, I don't like pink or whatever, whatever it might be. I think that needs to be bigger. I think the logo needs to be bigger. With the logo needs to be bigger things, by the way, um, I've tweeted quite a lot lately about logos being bigger and clients asking me about it all the time. And as designers, yeah, we get asked that question quite a lot. I don't always turn around to the client and say, no, I'm not making that bigger. Because you've got to pick your battles with a client. When you're trying to convince a client, you can't always fight them on every single decision. At the end of the day, they are paying you to do the work. So if they think that they want their logo bigger and you can't win the argument and it's not worth arguing about, just do it. Just make the logo bigger. And there's lot of, lots of little battles like that that don't make a damn difference. They don't make a point of difference to the design. They may make the design look a little bit worse to you. You may think the design is a little bit worse than it used to be, but the average person won't care, won't notice, and it doesn't really matter. So you've gotta know when not to be too precious about your design work and when to just let a thing slide and just let the client have their say because they're paying you for it. So you you've got to pick your battles in that kind of thing. But sometimes when a client asks you to do something and it is patently wrong and you need to keep it the way it is because it should be like that for other reasons other than just because you don't like it, that's when you need to call on other things to be able to convince a client that it should be like that. For example, I always say things like, the design brief said it should feel prestigious. We'd agreed that your design should feel prestigious. So the reasons that we've made these choices is to make your design look more prestigious. And we believe, and I believe, that the arrangement that we've put together here makes it look prestigious. Do you agree? It frames the conversation around something else other than, well, I did it like that because I like it. Do you not like that? Never try and ask a client, do you like it? Because you're framing the conversation in a completely incorrect way. It doesn't matter whether the client likes it. Yeah, it does matter if the client likes it because they are paying for it ultimately and they, to a point, have to like it. But if you ask them whether they like it or not, you are framing the conversation in the wrong way because the conversation should be around what is correct, what is right for the design, what is right for the audience because you, as a designer, have produced the work because it's right for the audience. You haven't produced it because you like it that way. Therefore, you need to get the client to be in your head too and be thinking the same way as you. You're thinking about the audience, the end user, and the client should be thinking like that too. So when you say to the client, well, the design brief said it should be prestigious or we'd agreed that your user would expect it to look like this. Therefore, that's why we've done it. Do you not agree? Those are the kind of conversations you have to have with the client to be able to convince them that the things you have done are correct and it should stay that way. You can also find out why they don't agree with you. Sometimes there's just silly reasons why clients don't agree with you on things, and it might not even actually be the thing that they're arguing about. They might just feel like they. They want to get a little bit of input into the design. It happens quite a lot. Somebody comes into the project, uh, maybe it's an MD or someone high up in the organisation and they just want to feel like they put a little bit of a stamp on the project. That's the kind of point where when they ask you to make the logo a little bit bigger, you just do it because all they want to do is make a little bit of a stamp on the project and then they go away again and then they don't pester you again. That's the point where you don't fight those kind of things because it is a battle not worth fighting in the first place. And then also when you're trying to convince clients, sometimes you are wrong. It's possible. You can be wrong just as much as the client can be wrong, just as much as the designer can be wrong. You can be wrong too. That happens. Finally, just a quick point on negotiation because I'm kind of, wow, this has run on quite a long time, this podcast. I'm kind of running out of time negotiation I'll probably go into it a little bit more on another episode, but negotiation when you're a designer is actually really difficult because designers, and in fact, a lot of people, particularly British people, don't like having the conversation about money and they don't like being put in in awkward situations where they have to face confrontation. I don't mind it because I enjoy arguing, but a lot of people don't. So it's kind of difficult to have those difficult conversations with clients sometimes And there's two kind of things you can do in those kind of situations to remember how to handle the situation properly. The first thing I always try to remember is you are the expert. So don't be beaten down on your expertise. You know what's correct in this situation. The reason you've been employed in the first place, the reason you've been hired is for your expertise. So make sure that the client remembers that's the reason you've been hired and tell them your expertise. If they choose not to listen to it at some point, you will have to have the awkward conversation of, well, if you're not going to listen to my expertise, why have you bothered hiring me in the first place? But just remember that you're the expert and you've been hired for your expertise and that's why you are there. And also it helps in a negotiation situation to understand the client's point of view and empathize with where they're coming from. Often there's, there's other reasons why things are happening. It's not as black and white as it might appear to you. You're only there to provide some design work and everything is black and white, but the client is dealing with lots of other things in their business. Uh, The whole thing is much more multifaceted than what you're dealing with. So you might not fully understand the situation. So it pays to just empathize in those situations when you don't fully understand it. Talking to clients is difficult when you do it, especially when you first do it, especially as a young designer, when you lack confidence and you lack experience, And you're not quite sure what you're doing it takes time to get good at it and especially to not be a pushover with clients and to get your design decisions pushed through when i first started genius division when i was 21 and james was 23 or 24 or something like that we were just young early 20s guys and we didn't really know much about design we didn't definitely didn't know anything about running a business and we got pushed over on price and on our design decisions and everything all of the time. Now, with 10 years experience, the situation's very different and I feel pretty confident in putting a podcast out like this, telling you how to do it yourself. But back then, things were very, very different and it was much more tough for us. So yeah, it does take time and it's an an evolving process and talking to clients can be difficult. I tweeted about this the other day, in fact, where I felt as I've got older that as I've got older and I've got more experienced, clients respect my opinions a lot more than they did when we first started. So it is just a period of time and you've just got to deal with that and understand that it's going to take time before you can negotiate and convince clients and make them believe in you a little bit more than they probably do right now.